0: We're in a four-week study on the book of Proverbs, and I thank you for your attendance today as you march along the right-left, right-left that we talked about last week. Um, I tried to really get one thing through our heads last week, and the fact is that wisdom is learned. Wisdom is not something that's granted because of my family status or granted because of my IQ or granted because I live on the right side of the tracks or I go to the right church Wisdom is learned, and all of us can be on the path of wisdom. And we said that wisdom is not a door; wisdom is a path. Uh, if wisdom was a door, maybe there would be a secret code I would have to find, and maybe only certain people that that have that secret code could be able to punch in those numbers and then have wisdom. That's not the way it is at all. Wisdom is not a door. Wisdom is a path. Wisdom is not a door that I open up and walk in, and I'm flooded with all wisdom. Wisdom is a path, and it's right, left, and right, left over the course of days and weeks and months and years and decades. There is no shortcut to wisdom. There is no baseball bat that God hits you over the head with, and you're a wise person. There's no trip to the altar that you get up, and you're a wise person. Do you know you can be a Christian and... and I'm really hesitating on the words I choose here. Go ahead, somebody said. You know you can be a Christian and be pretty stupid. (laughs) Or maybe as Sue wishes I chose a different word. I know, yeah. Or, Or do you know you can be a Christian and be a fool? That word is used a lot in Proverbs. Do you know just because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ doesn't mean that I automatically make great decisions? But as I right, left, right, left, through the course of days and, and decades. And, 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 and All of a sudden, wisdom is something that, that comes on me. The admonitions in the book of Proverbs to, to get wisdom are, are many. Friends, just because I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, just because I come to church, it doesn't mean that, that I'm going to be making good decisions in my life or good choices in my life. And that's the way we define wisdom. Wisdom is not information. Wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is not facts. Wisdom is what we do with the knowledge, information, and facts in the course of our daily life. And that's choices. The number of choices that we have to make in a, in a, in a day or would be amazing if we count them all. And if I have all this knowledge and all this facts but do not have the skill of making good choices in my life, no one would call me a wise person. And it's the, 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 the day in, day out, right left, right left that I acquire wisdom and start making good choices in my life. I, I think I told you last week, I think I forgot in the second service that there are 31 Proverbs and uh, there are 31 days in most months, and a proverb a day is a good discipline to be able to have. We at our staff devotions this week on Tuesday, we read Proverb 15 for January the 15th. I, I, I implore you, and the Bible implores you to be able to get wisdom. As we're on this path of right, left, right, left, there are several choices that we have to be able to make. And um, some of those choices are small and some of those choices are large. You know, a lot of those choices aren't easy choices, like the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots. Those are easy. When we talk about wisdom, we're not just always talking about morality. Now, yes, it's morality, it's not less than morality. But, but the great percentages of choices that we make in our lives are not the thou shalts and thou shalt nots, are not the black and white choices that God has for us in Scripture. They're the choices that, that, that they're moral maybe on either way that I go. Do I marry this person? Do I marry that person? Do I go to this college? Do I go to that college? Do I take this job? Do I take that job? I'm not sure there's a whole lot of morality involved in most of those choices. And the thou shalts and the thou shalt nots are really the easy choices for us, it's, it's those many, many choices that come under good and the best or the better and the best and that we really need wisdom. And as I talk through the book of Proverbs, I want to talk about some of those choices that we make today on that path of right, left, right, left, right, left over days and weeks and months and decades. If you have your Bible, would you open it to the book of Proverbs, if you open it to the Book of Psalms, you'll be in the middle, go one book to the right, and you'll be in the book of Proverbs. And I want to be able to tell you that all the way through the 31 Proverbs and much of all the way through God's Word, one of the choices that we have to to make is the choice to believe that there are consequences for our behavior. And I think we know that, and I know that, and you know that, and all God's children know that, but I think sometimes in the way we live out our life, we don't really believe there are consequences. I think we know there are consequences to big things in life. But as we walk down their path, there are consequences even, even to small choices that we make. And we kind of back up on that path a little bit or veer off of that path just a little bit. All the way through God's Word, I think from the 41st verse all the way to the very end, we're told about the consequences that we have from our choices Let me read uh, just a few scriptures for you. And we're going to take a walk through God's Word today. And I'm going to let God's Word speak in many verses I will not even make a comment on. But let God's Word speak and His wisdom speak as we go through Proverbs. I always laugh when I read these first verses that come in Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. And this, this, this talks about consequences. The Bible says, can a man scoop fire into his lap? Without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? can a, can a man I'm making up my own proverbs now, I guess can, can a man can man steal that glance away at that woman without consequences? Can a man go to that Internet site without? Well, it's not a big thing like adultery, or maybe that is adultery. It's not a big thing like can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned. If you're following along with us, Proverbs 13, verse 18. Proverbs 13, verse 18. Speak of believing in consequences. Believing that, that, that what we uh, sow, we will eventually reap. That that's a law that God has put into our world. Thirteen eighteen. whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame. But whoever heeds correction is honored. Whoever disregards discipline, whether that be from God or that be from my boss or that be from my wife or that be from a teacher or that be from a coach or that be from whoever... Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored, 2113. 2113, as we continue to walk through the book of Proverbs. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. Turn over a few pages to 28.9. 28.9. 28.9, the Bible says, If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. Wow. Some of your translations would say, If anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, to God's Word, Anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. And many times when we hear, well, you know, you're eventually going to reap what you have sown, we've heard that in a negative type of connotation. And preachers have said that in a negative way. But it's not only negative, there's a positive part of that too. Go back to 1311. Go back as we continue to walk through the book of Proverbs, 1311. Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Whoever gathers money little by little, step by step, day by day, makes it grow. Galatians chapter 6, verse, eight is, verse 7 is where we, we hear the reaping and the sowing type of language. But in the context, they're, they're talking about positive things and negative things. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. The man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us Then, it says, okay, so we know that. Let us not be weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not Give up. We said last week there's a lot of you that are in difficulty. There's a hole that you've dug for yourself. There's a whole lot of steps down the wrong path and you will not be able to pop out of that by a few right lefts and a few right lefts a day or a week of, of that. But as you sow good things, as you take good steps, as you get along the right path, I don't care how much of a hole you've done for yourself. I don't know how much wrong that you've done. I don't care how bad the situation is, how bad the marriage is, how bad the financial state is, how bad whatever it is. As you start sowing good seed, do not grow weary in well-doing, for at the proper time you will reach the harvest. That's good news, friends as I sow good seed, as I walk along the right path, that this law of consequences for our behavior is not just a negative thing to me. It's it's not just a preacher pointing his finger in my face and said, you know what, you're going to reap what you've sown. Well, that's also, that's true, but that's also, there's a flip side of that, that as I sow good seed, as I take positive steps, as I'm on the right path, as I so right and I so left and I so right and I so left, I start climbing out slowly, slowly. And I don't go weary in well-doing. Friend, there's a law put into this world that God has put in this world that, that there are consequences for our behavior. You know, friends, I'm not telling you here anything that you don't know because, you know, the, the, the mess that the mess that Sue and I are in right now, and the court dealings that we're dealing with on the foster kids—and some of you know what I'm talking about, and a few of you don't—and you know, friends, let's just be honest: if if we hadn't violated the rules, we wouldn't be in the situation. Let's just be honest: if those boys are are not returned to us, uh, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Now we can talk about does the punishment fit the crime, and we can talk about what's the best interest of the boys, and I think that's a legitimate discussion to be able to have. But let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Um, the consequences for your behavior, friends. <laughs> and we are uh, honest enough. We are objective enough. We we we, we know that, and and, and uh, we don't know how this course will is going to end up, and and whether they'll give us the foster kids back and allow us to, to adopt those boys or not. But, but we, we broke a foster parent rule, and there are consequences for your behavior, friends. Oh, Mark is not right. It Okay. But if we hadn't broken the rule, we wouldn't be here. If it hadn't broken the rule, they would have been adopted and already been Atherton's on November the 6th. And if, if if Dakota and Dalton are not returned to us, then that's a lesson for everyone in this church. That's a lesson for everyone in this church. That there are consequences for our behavior. Oh, that that wasn't a good that would not a fair consequence. That would not okay, okay. But still, we put ourselves in that position. Let's be honest with ourselves, and let's be honest with our kids and. And 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 realize that most of the situations in life that we've got ourselves that that we're in, bad situations that we're in, difficulty that we we're in, um, uh, we've caused. <laughs> it's been our poor choices, and not to blame her or not to blame him or not to blame the boss or not to blame whatever. Our choices matter. Our choices matter. Proverbs from beginning to end, tells us that. The Bible, from beginning to end, tells us that as well. Choices along the path. Right, left, right, left. I have to believe that, that this choice I'm about to make has some consequences. Has some consequences. This, this choice I'm about to make, it has some consequences. And that's a law that is, 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 is sewn into the fabric of this world. I can't remember what I... I was talking to a preacher this week, and the we, preacher, preacher says somebody in his church complained because they've heard his stories all before. <laughs> and I don't remember what I've told you and what I haven't told you, to be honest with you. And I don't mean to repeat them, but I, I'm 54, you know? I don't know. A forgiven man, as I am, still means... That I may have to suffer consequences that God forgave way long time ago. Because I've sown that into my life. And I'll just give you one example that I'm if I've shared it before, I apologize. Bear with me. Sue and I were getting getting married, and 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 before, before I would marry Sue, she didn't ask me to do it, but before I would marry Sue i i went to the hospital and had some tests done to make sure that i didn't have some type of disease that i would pass on to her because uh of my past life whether that would have been uh, sexually transmitted disease or whether that would have been aids or whatever i didn't know what i had and i wasn't going to give it to my wife and 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 so i walked into that hospital in sterling illinois and I walked in there and asked for that test. And as I walked in there, I, I thought, here I am. I'm president of the Salk Valley Men for Christ. That was Salk Valley. like the Mammy Valley. And I'm walking in here to, to get this test. I wonder if anybody's going to recognize me as the president of the Salk Valley Men for Christ. And God just seemed to say, you know, there's, you're forgiven. but There's consequences that remain. As we walk right, left, right, left, Uh, we have to believe that there are consequences for our actions and there's one of the most important things we can teach our children and our grandchildren is that, is that. Another choice that we can be able to make is to be able to choose our friends very well. To choose our friends well. Proverbs talks about that. God's Word talks about that. What scripture do we have up here for that? Next scripture we have, Brad? There it is. 1226 of Proverbs says, The righteous choose their friends carefully. A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. You know, I have 414 Facebook friends. Now, some of you are saying, um, Wow, that's a lot. Some of you are saying, well, man, I got 924. And some of you are saying, what's Facebook? (laughs) We have lots of acquaintances, don't we? We have lots of acquaintances. We know lots of people, and lots of people know our name. That's not what we're talking about. A righteous woman, a righteous man is cautious in friendship is cautious in friendship. Not in acquaintance. We're, we're friendly to everyone, but a righteous woman, a righteous man, is cautious in friendship to the people that we confide in, to the people that we really share, not just share, score in last night's ballgame, people we share with. We're cautious. We're cautious. And why are we cautious? Is because the people that we associate with, they rub off on us. They have influence on us. We, 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 can't, we can't help but in many ways to, to, to many times start thinking like the way they do because they influence us. I was talking with a friend of mine who's a new Christian, and he asked me if he thought that his girlfriend could really make a change in her life. I said, not until she changes her friends. Not until she changes her friends. She does not have support. She does not have Christian friends. Unless she changes some of the people that are talking to her and advising her, she will not have long-lasting change in her life. A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. What else do we have, Brad? Who who walks with the wise grows wise. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Next. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered. Why? Because you tend sometimes to take on characteristics of people that you hang out with. I was a basketball coach, and when we went on the road, we we roomed our good kids together and we roomed our bad kids together. We didn't room. Well, why don't you room a good kid with a bad kid so the good kid will be a good influence on the bad kid? Never happened. Learned the hard way. Sorry. Well, that's a really negative viewpoint of life, Mark. Sorry, it proved true for me. And I think God's Word says a little bit about it. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered. Many times we, we, it's tough, whether we're 16 or whether we're 66, to fight off peer pressure. I think as we walk across the right-left, right-left, we have to remember that we have to choose our friends very, very carefully. We're cautious. We're cautious in friendship. Do I have another verse up there with friends, Brad? Oh, the finishing of that. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself snared. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself snared. So the question for me and the question for you is, is are there friends that are, were caught in a snare there? No one likes to break a friendship. No one wants to be rude. No one wants to do that. But there is a bigger issue at stake. There's a bigger issue at stake. So I don't know who you listen to at work. I don't know who you sit into the break room with. I've, I've, I may have told you this. The years that I was a school teacher, I would not go into the break room. Because teachers are known for being notoriously negative in the break room. And complaining about this kid, and complaining about that child, and complaining about this principal, and complaining about that parent. And I just didn't have time for it i didn't want to be prejudiced against kids that i may have the next year because mrs so and so was complaining about her that was a snare for me that was a snare for me how about for you i i I don't know what your situation is i don't know how these verses may impact you turn them around to the the positive as well are your friends i mean your friend not your acquaintances Are your friends, the people you're hanging with, the people that are influencing you, are they helping you? Proverbs says, as we walk the path, right, left, right, left, we have to choose our friends very, very carefully. Okay, let me finish. Do you realize that almost one out of every ten verses in the book of Proverbs. I don't know how many there are in the book of Proverbs. But there are three full chapters and isolated verses that are not in those chapters that tell us the danger of adultery. (laughs) That, 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 That fascinated me when I first got on that. Chapters 5, 6, and 7, along with isolated verses throughout Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. 5, 6, and 7 have to do with warnings against adultery. So almost one out of ten chapters, and you could say one out of ten verses in all the book of Proverbs is a warning from Solomon to his son or to the men he was teaching, and I think we can reverse around both ways, that you need to be very, very, very careful in this area. And your choice is to be faithful. Your choice is to be faithful. And Solomon, who, if you know your Bible, made some mistakes in this area. Whether he's speaking from experience, I don't know, but 5, 6, and 7, along with other isolated verses, Speak to that. I'm going to read God's Word to you here, friends. Chapter 5 of Proverbs. Chapter 5 of Proverbs, verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Turn your ear to my words of insight, that you may maintain discretion and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead. I mean, how much plainer do you have to be here? Her steps lead straight to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to, the, to, to a path far from her. Do not go near the door of her house. <laughs> now, from a father, now in a very male-dominated culture, from a father to a son, or from a man to, who was trying to groom leaders but you can flip this both ways chapter 5 verse 15 chapter 5 verse 15 drink water from your own cistern (laughs) running water from your own well what you have next Brad should your springs overflow in the streets your streams of water in the public squares. Verse 17 says, let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. Chapter 6, verse 23. Chapter 6, verse 23. For this command is a lamp, this teaching is a light, And correction and instruction are the way to life, keeping you from your neighbor's wife, from the smooth talk of a wayward woman. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty, and let her captivate you with her eyes. For, Listen to this. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread, but another man's wife prays on your very life and then we have the two verses i don't i don't have it up here on the screen but then we have the two verses that i read earlier to you can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched it's in the context of adultery (laughs) oh mark why are you doing this in the first service where there's a lot of gray-haired people out here god's word it's god's word it's wisdom it's wisdom let me read a little more chapter 7 verse 21 chapter 7 verse 21 with persuasive words she led him astray she seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once he followed her, going like an ox going to slaughter. There, there's the... <laughs> like an ox going to slaughter. Describing the man that's going to the adulterous woman. Like an ox going to slaughter. Like a deer stepping into a noose till an air pierces his liver like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. I'm not sure I included these next verses. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. See, there's more than one path. To choose the right path. It's the path of wisdom. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. Um, some of you that may not be totally familiar with Scripture that says, well, you know, God's just a big prude. Kind to squelch all of our freedom and all of our fun. and God hates sex. Well, well I didn't read to you Proverbs 5.18. May your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. A loving doe, a grateful deer, may her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. Drink water from your own cistern. As we walk the right-lefts, right-lefts, understand something that you know, but if you're like me, you violate sometimes. There are consequences for our behavior. As you walk the right-left, right-left, the people you walk them with, your friends, they, they can be a real help to you, or they can be a real hindrance to you. Choose them carefully. Don't let them ensnare you, I think was the word. And one out of every ten verses in all of the book of wisdom is a warning to be faithful and to drink water from your own cistern. Wisdom is the skill of being able to make good choices. God's Word helps us with all of that. Let's pray together. Father, I, I'm 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 grateful that your word is is, you know, it's up to date and, and it deals with up to date stuff. And it may deal with stuff that makes us uncomfortable and maybe we wish, wish the preacher wouldn't say, but it's it's two thousand and thirteen. It's it's the stuff that goes on at work, it's the stuff that goes on in our, our neighborhoods, it's it's um it's desperate housewife kind of stuff and 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 I thank you for the that it's relative, that it's real, that it's up to date. Now, Father, all of us, may we not listen to the lies of the enemy who tells us that that water in that other cistern is really, really, really refreshing. May, may we choose our friends well and, and, and be picky about who we share with in a close, personal way. And, Father, may we believe in the whole sowing and reaping thing and realize that there are consequences for our actions. How can a man scoop fire into into his lap without being burned? So, Father, take all of this today from your Word, and may you use it for your glory. Use it in our lives where it needs to be used. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.